0: Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse, Golf Monthly's weekly look at the various different events around the world in golf. Today we hear from nine-time major champion Gary Player, talk easy golf courses and ask whether the PJ Tours FedEx Cup playoffs are broken. Hi, I'm Nick Doherty, and you're listening to the Golf Monthly Clubhouse podcast. Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse. My name is Tom Clark, and as ever I am joined by Elliot Heath. How are you doing Elliot? Hello, just, on, just on your phone there. Everything okay there? Just,
1: sorry, have I just woken you up or something? No, I'm very good thanks Tom. I've got some positive news about my golf to tell you. Wow. Just like you've got some positive cricket news. So do you want to talk about your cricket Spoil- first?
0: Spoiler alert. No, Go on, you talk about your golf first.
1: So I played with Sam Tremlett on Thursday afternoon after work and I was three over par. Was it
0: after work or during workouts? Uh, It was
1: after work. Yeah. So I was three over par after 10 holes. Birdied 11, birdied 15, birdied 16, stuck it to two foot on 16 to go to level par. I was then very nervous. On the 17th tee, it felt like an outer body experience. I was that nervous. Just try not to shank it. Hit a nice seven iron to about 15 foot. What course were you playing at? West Byfleet Golf Club. West West DB? Beautiful Surrey Woodland track. Your home club? Yes. So I two putted for par, and the last is a par five that I can easily reach into, and that's where it all went wrong. And I hit it into a bunker, left it in the bunker, and I made a bogey. So I shot one over par, but I nearly shot under par for the first time ever. So what you're saying is, although it was positive news, you still um, choked. Yes, but the positive news was that I actually. When's didn't the last time hit that the you ball shot very well? under par in a round of golf? Never. That's why I was so
0: nervous. Do, you, do you think that you, sh- you seem to know your score far too, well. Maybe you just need to not think about what score you've got.
1: Well, when you're, not making triples and doubles every hole, it's quite easy to know what your score is. Well, yes. <laughs> It's easier, I'm sure, but I still think you're
0: thinking about the score t- way too much. Stop looking at the scoreboard. Don't look at your scorecard.
1: Yeah, also, I missed a two footer on the first hole. So I should have been one should've under been on the 18th, too. probably a gimme, wasn't it? It would have been, yeah, but you know what Sam's like. He's yeah. quite tight, isn't he? Yeah, very tight. So, uh, oh, never mind. And then the next day, we played Hartley Whitney Golf Club with editor Mike Harris, He's a member there. And that was, was a Was that, l- that after work? Uh, that was before work before work okay. yeah Okay, interesting. Uh, teed off in the early hours <laughs> yeah. and, um, dark still was it <laughs> that was a lovely course very nice part of the world Hampshire countryside uh, very tricky course as well so yeah how
0: did you shoot there uh,
1: was- I shot six over played terribly which means I must be informed did you lose to Sam then no I beat Sam which means Hartley Whitney will be getting a course review on the website by Sam Tremlett very <laughs> soon <laughs> Well done, Sam. Uh, as mentioned, spoiler familiar, I also had some
0: great sporting achievements, but I didn't choke. I scored my first 100 in over a decade for my team on Saturday, so that's good. 110. Playing against the kids' team, wasn't it? No, no, not at all. It's Shenfield Third Eleven, very strong club. So uh, they've got Monty Panesar playing for them this year, believe it or not. So not the Third Eleven, that would be ridiculous. Wow.
1: So they're th- they were third in the league, weren't they? They were third in the league. were not they they were 3rd in the league we were in the relegation.
0: we were in the relegation zone, down in ninth. But with that, a good win, we're closer to safety now and more mid-table. So uh, uh, yeah, lots of sixes. Yeah, a few
1: 60 fish. Just batting it miles, were
0: you? Yeah, I mean, you have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? (laughs) Not really. uh, Yeah, anyway, there you go. Sporting success for
1: maybe both of us. Yeah, honestly, well done. That sounds really good. Thanks, thanks. 100 is an awful. Was it 100 or was it... How does it work?
0: (laughs) It was 110. 110? Yeah, 110 before I was caught at
1: long off. How did you get out? Caught at long off. What does that
0: mean? Caught on the
1: boundary. Oh, Okay. There you go. So it was going out for six but a guy called it. No, I don't I didn't hit it very cleanly. So yeah. but anyway, let's stop talking about our
0: very mediocre sporting successes and talk about some professional sport and successes for other people, including Justin Thomas, who in the FedEx Cup playoffs the BMW Championship, the event before the Tour Championship finale, he won his tenth PJ Tour title. Uh, he joins Nicholas, Woods, McElroy, and Spieth as the only players under 27 to win 10 or more PJ Tour titles, including a major. Patrick Cantley was second at 22 under. Matt Sharma was third at 20 under. Tom shot 25 under for the week, including an 11 under
1: 61. Uh, 25 under? That's correct, yeah? That's insane. <laughs> as Adam Scott will. Yes, uh, well, say we'll come on to them. the
0: scoring for that week. Uh, yes. um... Uh, that was the second time the course record was broken after Max Jarama shot a 63. Thomson Kokrak equaled the course record early in the week with a 65. Big names to miss out after the BMW included Tiger Woods, Spieth, Mickelson, Lowry, Molinari, Day and Poulter who will not be playing at Eastlake this week in the Tour
1: Championship were only the top 30 in the FedEx ranking qualified. Notice there that two of those players you listed out have won majors this year. Yes, and... We'll probably talk about the FedEx Cup and the
0: interesting finale that they've sorted out this year. After we've maybe chatted about the BMW Championship and how easy the course played, and the, the tour pros just ripped it up, didn't they? Uh, and Adam Scott uh, was not too complimentary about the course and the setup after the event. He called the he said that courses need to be sparter, not longer. They're playing at Medina, which I think a lot of us were actually really excited about because it's the first time that they played a big event there since the Ryder Cup in 2012. Yeah, well, Uh, the
1: low scoring didn't make it boring. No, no. It was still great to see some of those holes. Like I love that 17th downhill, great memories. The 18th is a great hole. Yeah. Um, Poulter had his Europe foot joys on, didn't he? Did you see those? Yes, yes. I mean, shock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Anything to get to get them out again. Um, also on Poulter's... But
0: it, but if you remember back at at Medina, though, it was an absolute birdie fest. And those the, the first couple of days where America got off to such a quick start in that Ryder Cup, they were holding putts from everywhere. The greens are... There's no rough up. The greens are running really quick, really...
1: They are awesome greens at Medina, obviously with, the, with this scoring. Um, Great to see Matsuyama up there. He has been statistically one of the very, very best players in the world, tee to green, for the last year and a bit. Because he made every single cut for a year in a row up until a few weeks ago. So he's finally remembering how to play. So, what well, do you think that that, that well, you mentioned Matsuyama there? Do you think Matsuyama
0: is playing better on this kind of course where it's just a lot easier? Because he, he has the ability to, to go birdie crazy.
1: Maybe, but I think it's just putting. He's been a, a woeful putter. I don't know why, but... Yeah, because he is such a great player. Stop and going on about Matsuyama, OK?
0: You can tip him later on, OK? Let's talk about Adam Scott's comments, yeah? So Adam Scott was saying that he, he just doesn't think that courses... They keep them getting lengthened longer and longer and longer. Medina was 7,700 yards. It does not matter does it because they just ripped it up 25 under par easy peasy it could have put another 1000 yards on that
1: they would have shot 20 under yeah so there was no cut and just two of the 69 players were over par for the week last place was three over par yeah just mad that wins US Opens
0: sometimes yeah. so Scott is saying that really if you're going to try and make the courses harder you need to get the players shaping shots um and yeah, just lengthening golf courses and golf holes is just not making a difference, is it?
1: No, if a golf course is is soft, we are going to tear it apart. He told the Australian Associated Press uh, he wants them to he wants players to have to shape shots off the tee because currently he's just basically saying that you just you've got to smash your driver as far as possible. It doesn't really benefit the great drivers of the ball anymore, which I think is quite a fair point. Yeah, I thought it was
0: quite an interesting comment. So he's saying that the driver is actually the most forgiving golf club in the bag now. So actually, you can just whack it as hard as you can, and the chances are you're going to be quite close to the fairway and go from there. So even if you are an outstanding driver of the golf ball... Um, the guys who are mediocre can still keep up with you Um, I think that's what he was getting at
1: Yeah, if you require us to shape two shots to get in play we are going to struggle It's not a skillful part of the game anymore and it's really unfair for some guys who are great drivers of the golf ball I don't think their talents are showing up as much as they should
0: And I think that's uh, one hole which is a great golf hole which the pros have seemed to conquer in recent times is the 13th at Augusta where you have that big dog leg in, and then it used to, and then with the creek in front of the green, it used to be really exciting. Will the players go for the green or not? In recent years, everybody goes to the green because it just plays as a long par four, really.
1: Yeah, they don't even need to driver anymore. Do and
0: they? they said, "Oh, we need to push the tee further and further back." They bought some land in the the golf course next to uh, Augusta National, Augusta Country Club, to try and lengthen that tee back. But actually, um, I think it was uh, Wayne Riley actually said, actually or maybe Molinai, I can't remember who it said, saying if they just push the tee left there, then you can't take the ball over the trees. There, there is no room to do it. You will be clattering into the trees. So if you wanted to go around the corner, then you'd have to, to have a big big almost hook around the, around the trees there. And that would make it much more interesting.
1: Yeah, that's what Scott said, didn't he? Make it smarter. And yeah. that would make the golf course smarter. Yeah. And it wouldn't, yeah. It,
0: there's plenty of holes, I think, like that, where if they just created a bit more natural, used the natural obstacles a bit better, instead of just pushing the, the tee f- as far back as you can to the to every fence. Um, sometimes it works, doesn't it? Yeah, well, moving um, tees back. If we look at, again, Augusta, the what was the hole that they moved the tee back? The fifth? Yeah, put it to 500 yards. Yeah, and it? that made it a really hard hole, and that made it a much better hole, I think, this year. So I think he has got some really fair points, and this is a chance also I think for for people who are worried about where golf courses are going, about how long they're getting and stuff like that, and you know golf courses can't get long enough. Actually, l- re- listen to these comments. Think about how you're setting up your golf course, um, because if you do, if you don't want these golf courses absolutely battered. To within an inch of their lives, then I think Nice is this is the way to go, isn't
1: it? Yeah, he's a former world number one major winner, been out on tour for two decades, and he's a very good speaker. Whenever Adam Scott speaks about something, you listen. He's been really interested on slow play this year as well, talking about the sponsorship and how nothing's ever gonna change, albeit something might change in Europe, which we'll come on to. But Yeah, yeah and yeah, I, think I, think I think the
0: that's other that's thing with lot, the other thing which you kind of had touched upon as well is that the longer the golf course the slower the play the yeah. longer it takes to play around a round of golf and actually no one really wants these huge i mean 7700 yards is, that's a very long walk you know and I just, we just don't think that you need it you can perhaps there's plenty of there is plenty of good golf courses which are actually around the 7000 yard mark if not below 7000 yards, which actually are harder golf courses just because of the way that they're set up so I think that's good advice. And we'll come on to some slow play tips later. I just want to quickly touch on Justin Thomas, first win of the season. He was one of the only players really in that top 10, top 20 bracket who hadn't won this year. Great to see him back in the winner's circle. Um, and you forget how successful he's been. That, little, that stat we said at the start, that only Nicholas Woods, McElroy and Spieth uh, players under the age of 27 to win 10 or more PGA Tour titles, including a major. And he's right in that bracket with them, isn't he?
1: Yeah, definitely. So he got off to a slow start, didn't he, with Spieth, his best mate or whatever, having all the success. And you thought, what's going on with Justin Thomas? Because Spieth constantly said, trust me, Thomas beats me in practice all the time. He's a world beater. And then didn't he win like seven times in a year or a year and a bit? He just
0: went berserk and got got to world number one, didn't he, and and won the PGA Championship. I still remember, I mean, talking people hit the ball a long way. He's got a, a very aggressive swing, hasn't he? And I think he had a slight injury problem because of that swing. But he, where, where was the uh, par f- this ridiculous par five which he managed to hit in two? Was that that was, was Aaron like,
1: Hills? Yeah,
0: we hit the six hundred yard par five. Two three woods, yeah. Two three three-woods, bam bam, and, um, and yeah, and it was dead if it was short. That, that,
1: that Yeah, that was He shot 63 in the third round I believe Which was the first ever Nine under par round In the US Open Yeah,
0: incredible He's an incredible talent And um, good that he seems To have overcome his injuries Seems to be a, n- Quite a nice guy as well You see, he's quite an affable guy One of those people That you
1: don't mind doing well So um, heck, of he- heck of a guy Heck of also, a guy Heck of a guy Also, on that point Him reaching world number one It seems like a lot of players Reach the world number one spot And then Cannot regain their form so it but, just shows me that it must add so much pressure like look at Justin it, Rose this it, year it's
0: also that it's very hard to get to world number one and I think it's harder to say that because you may have that great year where you win seven times in a year or whatever he did but then you've you probably almost got to do that again the next year to keep hold of it because someone else one of these machines will do it you think he's now back to fifth I think in the world rankings but who's ahead of him Kupka Johnson, Rory and Rose, Rory and Rose, who have all been absolutely ripping up the last few years. So, um, and some of those guys haven't got back to world number one. Kupka is, you know, it's very hard to outplay Kupka. The amount of amount of great tournaments and big performances he's put in in big events. So, um, but good to see him. he he could suddenly go on a run here, couldn't he? He could win again this week. Definitely, Especially yeah. with the two-shot uh, advantage before he's even started. But we'll come on to that. There was another event, which we'll quickly touch on, because it had another good uh, big name. Someone that did very well in the Ryder Cup as well. I think I mentioned him last week, actually. Did you? I can't remember. At the Czech Masters, Thomas Peters won his fourth European Tour title and his first in three years at the Albatross Resort. The Belgian shot 300 in his final round to beat Spain's Adrianos by one. Peters is now up to eighty fourth in the world, coming back back into hopefully some form because he was he obviously burst onto the scene uh, at the Ryder Cup, did fantastically well as a rookie, and I think there's a huge amount of expectation on how he was going to play, and maybe too much expectation. Um, and he dropped down the world rankings outside the top one hundred before this week, so it was really good to see him play because he is one of those guys who has got every attribute. Hits the ball, country mile, putts really nicely. There's no reason he can't do really well. He's still young as well. Yeah, I
1: find it very strange how he hadn't won in three years. when He was touted for massive things, wasn't he? Especially after the Ryder Cup.
0: But it's tricky because he went over to play quite a few events on the PJ Tour. They didn't quite work out. And then I think he lost a bit of form because of that. So hopefully this is his second coming, as it were. And he could put in a little... You know, have another good season and suddenly we're going to see him at a Ryder Cup next year, couldn't we?
1: Yeah. Uh, mention for Adri Arnaus as well. Birdie two of the last three holes. That was his third runner-up of the season. And he is one of my players to watch for 2019.
0: Well, he's we're still watching Big-leton him. He hasn't Spaniel. won, yeah, he? He, he? We're still watching for him, aren't we? I really like him. I mean, can you keep on saying players to watch in
1: August? I'm just crediting myself for that. Well,
0: noted, that. noted, noted, noted. Um... So, yes, so great performance by Peters. But now we're going to go and listen to a really good interview which has been uh, taken place the other day. Uh, Gary Player, nine-time major winner, spoke to golf arm Sam Tremlett. Um, and what's the things to really listen to, out for in this interview, Elliot? Because you you've, you've been giggling away all morning listening to this. Uh,
1: most of it. Listeners just enjoy this. Uh, Gary Player is... He's a legend. He's a phenomenal golfer. Played all over the world, and just got some amazing views on the game. So quotable. And Sam asks him loads of different questions. Um, stay tuned for the end for when he talks about club technology. Talks about his favourite courses. Um, do yeah, just enjoy. Them. Yeah. So here is Gary Player. First
2: things first, Tuffy. Who is the greatest player to ever play the game, in your opinion. Who is the greatest? Who is the greatest? Oh, there's, no, there's not even a question, Jack Nicholas. I mean, uh, you've got to go by the record book. You cannot talk about if this and if that. For example, Ben Hogan, he won nine majors. He had to go to war for five years has an accident, so he doesn't play mm. in probably 30 major championships in his prime. Everybody mm. forgets that. Mm. He would have won more majors than anybody. He was the best player I ever saw. Mm. So, tennis, if you take Rod Laver, he was barred from playing for five years in his prime. Mm. He won two grand slams. Mm. Who would have won the most majors? Probably Rod Laver. So, but ifs and ands, unfortunately, don't count for much. <laughs> and I'll tell you something about Jack Nicklaus. It very... A lot of people uh, forget about not only did he win uh, 18 majors but he was second 19 19 times times, now only your wife and your dog know who's second i was second in seven majors nobody ever knew that so unfortunately that's the case (laughs) but jack has um, uh, he's had longevity he won majors for 25 years i won for 20 palmer won for six Mm. But if you ask the American, they'd say he won for 25. Mm. Yeah. So uh, he's had uh, his record, if you study it, is the, is the best. And, and he did it. He did it on lousy greens. He did it with a ball that went 50 yards less. He did it with clubs that didn't have the grooves and didn't have the, uh, the spring effect of a, a, a driver face. Where, I mean, today, at, even at 84, I mean, I beat my age by 14 shots. Mm. on a very tough golf course next to Portrush last week. I couldn't do it with wooden clubs and a ball like that. So all these things you've got to take into consideration. And let's say, for example, which I've never read, that Tiger had set the record at 18 and okay. Nicholas was coming along. Nicholas would have prepared harder. So mm. Nicholas set the bar, which made Tiger work much harder than Jack did because he had a real des- uh, desire. reason, mm. desire. So people mustn't take, forget about that mm. as well. So, do you think Tiger will win another major? No, I I don't think so. I hope he does. I hope he does. You talk about Tiger Woods, I must say, uh, and I had to eat apple pie. I didn't (laughs) think he'd win another major and i take my hat off to him. It was so great for the game of golf. Um, what he did was more than just win for himself, satisfaction, but he, he encouraged people in the world that have a problem, and most everybody has a problem, that mm-hmm. when you down, he went from number one to not even in the top 500, and he comes back and wins a major, that you can overcome your problems with the right attitude. So that was more important than just a win, and uh, I take my hat off mm-hmm. to him. I'm a big Un- Tiger Woods fan. Underrated point yeah. that. So in terms of Rory and Brooks Koepka, mm-hmm. they are both on four majors who do you mm-hmm. think will win more that's a very hard question I think Rory and uh, Kupka now are both uh, I'd have to rate them both in the top three in the world with with ability mm. uh, they've both won four uh, you know when Rory's hot boy oh boy, he's hot <laughs> so um, I would hate uh, nobody could answer that they're mm-hmm. both very talented and they'll both win a lot of majors Okay. Uh, So, shifting to your career, outside of the majors, what is your greatest victory? Outside of majors, the most, let me put it this, the most amazing win I had in my life. I was playing in the Canada Cup uh, in uh, France at saint nom la breteche and uh, we were fogged out. Arnold, Jack and myself were going to play in the Australian Open at Royal Melbourne. Neither of us had ever seen the golf course. I think it is about a 16-hour time change. And uh, we were fogged out. And the travel agent came and said, look, if you travel to Australia now, you can get there three hours before you tee off. <laughs> Arnold Jackson, Jack said, we're not going. I said, I'm going. <laughs> we arrived three hours before we went. Yeah. France, I don't know why we did that, that, uh, that, that routing in those days. We went France, New York, LA, Hawaii, Fiji, yeah. Sydney, Melbourne. I arrived three hours before. Never seen the course. New set of clubs, different ball. Had Six, a sandwich in a shower, and won the Australian Open by <laughs> shots. What <about> seven shots. Won it by seven shots. No I'm, jet lag. Well, Nothing? of course, of course. But I was young <laughs> and strong. But I mean, that's it's a miracle. Yeah? I mean, it's just something that happened. That's that's a miracle. I don't take credit it's, for that. That's pretty good. Pretty good to win, that. In fact, <laughs> I I don't take credit for my 165 victories or 18 majors. Uh, Today, you know, I sit back and I think I won the four majors on the regular tour and the four majors uh, on the um, senior tour. Nobody in the world's done that. And I never take credit for it. I, I honestly believe it's a divine intervention of some kind. So which is your favourite major? Oh, the Open, by far. Open? I don't think there's a comparison on any major with the Open. The Open is the oldest uh history wise, tradition wise, the, look, you, it's a it's a real test of golf, it's the greatest test of all because 150 yards at the open, today can be a sandwich, tomorrow it's a two-iron, and uh, I mean I played a golf course uh, right next to Portrush, one day I hit a seven-iron, the other day I, I could only just reach it with a three-wood, and there wasn't a strong breeze, so the adversity you go in, having to play out of a bunker backwards, getting a morning time and, uh, and you're playing rain in the afternoon, the sun comes out and you play a round of your life and shoot 74 and a guy shoots an average round of 71 in the afternoon and he's three better than you. Mm. So it's it's a mind-affecting uh, torment as well. Frustrating, no. though. Oh, <laughs> if you get a, the wrong it's side it's of the draw. A, <laughs> uh, no, it is. Uh, but that's all part of the, of the Tiger shot, something like 85 mm. at Mirfield once. Mm. the wrong draw. No, the Open is the, is the greatest championship and the RNA, they really did some fantastic job this yeah. year I mean I'm, they broke all records and also to see a man win in his home country in front of his home people and uh, I mean was just and they were so enthusiastic with such passion and the members made sacrifices of up with rubber mats yeah it's it's I've the, been I mean, there this, this is my 64th open I think that's the best one I've ever seen excellent stuff so what is your favorite golf course My. in golf. which country whichever one pops your head first well what's in this one, country uh, I one? would say uh, the the Trump uh, Turnberry because uh, he's renovated that entirely, mm-hmm. and I'd say Port Rush Port Rush really yeah, ok yeah. What's that Just. well they're the best tests of golf the yeah. best uh, designed golf courses uh, mm-hmm. they're phenomenal phenomenal in America I'd have to say uh, Cypress Point mm. and and Augusta if I go to South Africa I'd say uh, the Lynx Golf Course and the, uh, and the Gary Player Country Club at Sun City. Uh, you go to Australia, they've got what they call the sand belt. They're all good. Best golf course in the world <laughs> on a sand belt. So everywhere. Then they have got one in Bulgaria called Thracian Cliffs. Up on the cliffs and you see the ocean. We designed it and you can see the ocean on every hole. And the players played a tournament there and they loved it. So it's very hard to just say one. So on to ball and club technology, do you think it's too helpful for modern players now? Yeah, I think we've got a problem. I think uh, the game is getting more rounds back again, I'm happy to say, according to the stats. But I'm very worried about golf because uh, we've got people coming out now that are going to hit the ball 450 yards. I once mentioned it on television with a top announcer player, in fact. And uh, I told him they're going to hit the ball 400 yards. He said, I'm talking nonsense. Well, it's, it's a common occurrence to see them hit at 400 yards now. And, uh, you know, if you take Kapka, say Kapka went to St Andrews on a calm day, the normal, the ball running. He can drive over the first green, he can drive the second green, he can drive probably seven or eight greens. Mm. Now, where are we going? I mean, you're going to have players in the future coming out of college now because they see this prize money. You know, the Kepka, thank goodness he's done so well because he's carrying on something that I started and that was weight training. Mm. And I yeah. was ridiculed and even Rory was ridiculed and Tiger was ridiculed mm. and Tiger played his best when he was pumped up, didn't he? But they yeah. forget that. They don't want to acknowledge that. <laughs> and Rory lifts heavy weights and so does um, uh, Dustin Johnson, a host of them. But this is only the start, you know, the Kepka before he plays. In the morning he he works out he does bench presses with 250 pounds 17 times Mm. before he plays so it's defied it's just talk show the people they're talking nonsense all these kids are going to do weightlifting and you're going to see guys come out like this and they're already in long driving competitions it's regular to see them fight 458 yards Mm. you're going to find people come out built like that and they're going to they're going to make a mockery of the game so how would you deal with that cut the ball back 50 yards only for the pros not for not for members let the members play with anything okay let them keep the long putter against their chest mm-hmm. don't stop them playing they should be, they're two different games. They don't want to acknowledge that, but they are. They're two different games. Mm. Just go and watch Kepka if you think you're playing the same game. <laughs> right, last yeah. one. Uh, so are, are there any other new rules that you would change or alter yes. now get rid of? Yes. Or? I would uh, make the, the take the pin out again. I think that's a terrible rule because they're ruining the cup. A mm. big man puts his hand in the cup with a flag and he pulls the ball out. He's raising the cup right. all the time. The cups are being ruined. Right. being ruined and I think that and it doesn't save any time one guy wants it in one guy wants it out <laughs> I think it's it's making it slower in my opinion uh, and the other rule I'd make it a permanent rule that if you hit the ball out of bounds you go up to where you crossed out of bounds and you make it a lateral hazard mm. that'll save a lot of time yeah, yeah. a lot of time Definitely. people ride up there now they ride back and the other thing I do is what's really taking a lot of time you've got a rule a, a book with yardage on you've got sprinklers there Get a member's playing or somebody's playing golf or a pro, he walks across over there, he rings his book out. Uh, if you've got that <laughs> range fighter, psht, save a lot of time and the other thing uh-huh. is stop these pros from reading a, a green on the green with a book. I mean that's the most ridiculous thing. The best putters are not now. The best putters were in the past, Bobby Locke, Billy Casper, oh, they were gr- yeah. Bob Charles, they were better putters than anybody I've seen today, better, yeah, really. and. They patted on lousy greens. If you can't read a green, you should go and sell tomato. Awesome. Thanks a
0: lot. Do you agree Mr. with that? I agree with what that. Time. Definitely. I agree Look with you. the laser range as well. Yeah. Good guys. You. All the guys Good in the office mock me for that. No, right. You're right. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Well, there you go. There was uh, Gary Player talking to golf pundit Sam Tremlett. There. Uh, what do you
1: think of? What's the thing that stood out for you from that? Um, I find it very interesting what you were saying about Ben Hogan taking time out of the game, similar to Rod Laver in the um, in the world of tennis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that reminds me, Bill Elliott was talking about Gary Player on our recent podcast about how, had he been American, he may have won more than eighteen majors because of the travel that he had to do. So yeah, yeah. Bill was saying to get to the states, Player used to fly. To the north of Africa, then to Paris, then to the States, uh, and as Gary said in that interview, there, like the journey that he made to the Australian Open was just ridiculous, like seven planes or something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, back in the day, that's how sportsmen had to get around. They had to have because there wasn't the really long haul flights available, and a lot of them, even you know maybe a bit before Gary Player's time, but to get across the land, you had to get the boat. So uh, that's why, if you have a look, at the, you look at the majors,
1: actually there wasn't very many non-Americans playing, especially over in the States. Uh, but uh, then at the end there, uh, turn the golf ball down 50 yards for the pros. What do you think of that? Well, it's been chatted about a bit,
0: but uh, you know, it's, isn't it strange that we've had Adam Scott saying, actually, it's not about the length. Don't worry about the length. But then Gary Player is saying, oh no, it is about the length. So yeah, that's true. there's two different... Um, opinions there from two big names in the game golf so um we have mentioned about maybe there is something that they could do with the golf ball where everyone has to play the same golf ball or something like that
1: or even drivers why do they need to be 460cc for tour pros yeah
0: the, the, there's plenty of options i think it's it's very tricky you don't want to upset the manufacturers obviously also i think one of the great things about the game of golf is that you could be an amateur player and you can do all the same things as a a tour player can of course, do. Yeah. You can get on the same courses and can play the, the, you can you can do the same shots as those guys, you know, I mean, you can go out and hold a one yard putt on the 18th green <laughs> as a tour player would have done. So, um, you know, I think you've got to be a bit careful. I don't think you want to separate the professional game and the amateur game too much. But, there are big issues that the game of golf is having to sort out at the moment and the length of the golf ball and the length of the courses is, is one of them. Uh, and another thing is slow play. Now, there's been huge amounts of chat about slow play, mainly on the back of Bryson Shermo taking two and a half minutes to miss an eight-foot putt the other day. Sorry, on that subject... Uh, That's which, the subject we're talking about, on, yeah.
1: With my round uh, with Sam on Thursday night, and then with Sam and Mike on Friday, I had ten-foot putts at various points, and I said both times to my playing partners, could you actually imagine taking two and a half minutes on this putt? Yeah. And when you actually think of it like that, when you're on the Did golf you hold course, it? no, I don't think you should so. take it longer. Uh- <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> uh, as well, Gary Player said, "There, green reading books." I completely agree with him. You don't need them. Like, he's, there's a great quote there. If if you need a book to read a green, you should be selling tomatoes. Yeah, fair. Like, well said, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So,
0: European Tour has has come out this week with a four-point plan to try and halt slow play or help the play um and i have my own opinions on these do you want to go through a couple of the things that they've said
1: yeah so they're going to start introducing shot penalties once you've been officially timed and then breached twice so will players do that possibly when Um, you say breach twice what does that mean that means you've taken over the allotted 40 seconds or 50 seconds if you're first to play.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that, that's the thing with these rules. Let's make them clear. I mean, L- there's, there's, a, lot there's of, a lot of words here. There's an there? awful lot of wo- Exactly. There's a lot of words here on, on these things. And I, I think they could have just made this even clearer, saying you have got 40 seconds, or if you're first to play, 50 seconds to play. If you're not doing this, if you, if you don't do that twice, then you get a shot penalty. Why do you have to, Why do you have to? Why do they have to go any further than that? Yeah, they they put fines said, up as well. Yeah, fines. I mean, fines are
1: but lonely, like aren't they? This the the, sh-
0: the, the short penalties will be the ones that hurt the
1: pros, won't they? Also, I found it interesting. Now, uh, when you're joining the European Tour, you essentially have to do some e-learning. You yeah. have to. I mean, educa- do a te- an online Point two test. Is
0: education. All new members will be signed a dedicated referee to help educate them on the pace of play at the start of the European Tour career. I mean, crikey! But
1: surely, if surely you've got, they, to do they this. played enough golf by the time you get to the tour that you don't need to be educated on the European Tour about the pace of play. Um, but once you've got to pass this interactive online rules test, surely they're just going to get their caddies to do it for them. You know, that's, or like, or uh, that's like
0: something uh, one of our. <laughs> it's like us getting a uh, best practice thing or something like that, health and safety questionnaire <laughs> you do in the office. Yeah, I'm sure everybody else gets them, whoever they work for. They're a complete pain in the backside and you just get through it as quickly as you can um, well,
1: I'm so, sure,
0: I, I mean I really look really closely at my health and safety uh, question now of course
1: yeah me too so we've got regulation number one education two innovation number three so what is the what is the amazing innovation the European Tour are doing uh, we've got a new trial pace of play system at Wentworth next month uh, referees will have the times for every group through every hole to make sure no gaps are missed uh, in a groundbreaking development, the European Tour on Onti displays on a minimum of three holes will provide groups with their position in relation to the group in front. I think that sounds quite good.
0: So that is a, that is a good idea, I think. Telling them after every three holes, right, you, you are up or down on where you should be. I think that should that's a good, good idea, isn't it, do you think?
1: Uh, I think you un- misunderstood the three. It's going to be on a minimum of three holes. Oh, okay, like this so leader. every six...
0: Okay, well... Okay, this so how, thing. That would probably be every five holes then, wouldn't it? Yeah. So by the time you get to the 15th... Um, yeah, so every every five holes, it tells you where you are.
1: And if they're down, they will see. oh, God, I might get a shot penalty, so I'd better... Um, better play quicker. Better speed up.
0: I mean, part of the innovation being referees with every group timing is hardly innovation, is it? But um, that's just getting people to, to go do the job. And then the final thing, the field size... Field size will be reduced from 156 to a minimum of 144. I mean, I don't understand how that will help pace of play. Slow
1: play at the top of the game is so bad that those trying to get onto the European Tour are now going to struggle because there may be fewer positions for them to because play. Because
0: larger starting intervals will be built into play on Saturday and Sunday to create a better flow between groups. I don't understand that at all. That, that, that makes no sense yeah, to that,
1: me. That'll just allow them to play slower, won't it?
0: Because they've yeah. got a longer exactly. gap Ex- in front That's of the exactly group behind. I do, I do not understand that in the slightest. So you usually have how many minutes? Say 12 minutes between groups? Something like that? Maybe less. Maybe like 10. Say 10. Yeah. Yeah. Now you've got 15, I, I can actually take longer. I've got the other group. of
1: But that makes it worse for fans on the course because already whenever I go to watch live golf, say you're sat... Eating a picnic at a green, <laughs> you see some guys putting out, and then it's another ten minutes before you see another group. Yeah. Now I, it's going to be even longer. And I think you're right about saying that there's actually is going to be fewer.
0: There's going to be fewer tour pros in these in these events. I don't. I do not understand that in the slightest. I mean, some of these. Regular, it's good that the European Tour come out. It's amazing, isn't it, that one of the pros has had to have a real shocker on social media, and suddenly this four-point plan has appeared from nowhere in the middle of the season.
1: Well, Keith Pelly has said today that it's actually come out because of Eduardo Molinari revealing the slow-play times earlier in the year, which then forced them to discuss it at the British Masters.
0: That, that makes no sense to me. They all, that, again, they already had the timings. Eduardo Molinari leaked them, yes, but the European Tour had those timings. How can they blame it on Molinari or say use Molinari... Say, oh, he leaked them, so we've had to do something. Well, hang on a minute, you've already got the timings. Just do something about it. And I like the way that they're saying, oh, there will be shot penalties. Until I actually see a shot penalty given out to someone who isn't a 14-year-old player at the Masters, i believe it when I see it. Because at the moment, it already feels that, oh, here's some nice regulations, here's the penalties. Oh, by, by the way, we're going to actually reduce the field size, so actually there's going to be more time and
1: we probably won't do anything about it.
0: I think it's pretty uh
1: underwhelming in my opinion. Oh, I think that's I think that's slightly harsh. I think there's a lot of writing here. There's a lot of new rules and innovations coming.
0: I I want to be this proved to be good. I want
1: to be proved incorrect on in this. I want there to be proper people
0: people really worrying about how quickly they're playing. And, you know, because I think as soon as they get into it, they'll they'll be, the pace of play will be much better. There's some things in here which absolutely I mean how can you, one of your points of, your big points being educate the players. Uh, I just don't understand where this comes from. It's, that's just trying, that's papering over the cracks. That is papering over the cracks like you wouldn't believe it, in my opinion.
1: Silence from Elliot. Yeah, possibly, possibly. But could Bryson DeChambeau do with some educating? Slow players.
0: No, no, Bryson DeChambeau will he doesn't
1: need he, he knows how quick long he
0: takes over his putts. He he understands that he takes forever and a day. He even admits it in some of his things, saying, On some shots I will take a lot longer. There's only one way to stop that, and that is to give him a penalty. Yeah. As soon as you do it once, he'll stop doing it. So stop you know, wandering around the you know, going round and round the actual Issue, there is quite clearly something which can sort this all out. Start giving shot penalties. Can you imagine in a, in, in a major, someone the Shambo suddenly's on the clock, he's in in with the chance of winning. He's going to have to say, you know, if you if you know you've had your your second warning, if you take over forty seconds for your next shot, then you are going to be given a penalty. I bet it won't happen. No, that's good. He, um, might, he might play a bit better as well.
1: The PJ Tour are also reviewing their slow play policy after Shambo thing. So maybe they'll come up with something very similar to this as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was going to say Eduardo Molonari tweeted at the weekend saying that he played with Eric Van Royen, who was ridiculously slow last year, and he's really sped up, so he congratulated him. Do you think that's because, because he's not wearing any socks? I guess it does make Ever-do- him walk faster.
0: Yeah, aerodynamics or something like that. <laughs> Yeah. That's good. Well, we'll wait and see how the how things... Uh, pan out with the uh, European tour slow play four point plan there's a huge amount of tournaments in the European Tour to look forward to after we have the end of the fedEx Cup playoffs which is this Sunday
1: the tour championship being played at East Lake for how much money I think the total purse is sixty million dollars sixty
0: million dollars
1: <laughs> yeah how much does the winner get 15.
0: 15 million dollars. Wow, this must be a really good event. Uh, they've mucked about with it at all and made it Mickey Mouse, have they? That's exactly what they've done to oh, oh dear. So, Justin Thomas, who is won for the first time in the season last week, well played Justin Thomas, will start. Yes, you heard that correctly. Start the 72 hole stroke play event on 10 under par. How does Sorry, that say that again. Well, I know I, I might have to. So, Justin Thomas will because he's now top of the FedEx Cup rankings because of the way that they've mucked about with it, he will start the Tour Championship where $15 million goes to the winner at 10 under par. That's uh, two shots clear of the person in second place. Well, that must be Brooks Koepka. Oh, no, no, Brooks Koepka, who's won a million times this year and uh, yeah, won majors. No, no, no. So Patrick Cantlay is in second place uh, on eight under. Koepka starts in third at seven under. Um, and it, ugh, it's just all over the place where's Maury McIlroy he's had a bad year is not he won, a, won the players won twice had about a million top tens he's five shots back from Justin Thomas because he didn't win one of the one of the playoff events in the last
1: past fortnight he's also only one shot ahead of Abraham Anser and Webb Simpson who have a combined ten top tens for the season and zero wins opposed to his two wins and 13 top 10s.
0: What a load of baloney. But is it going to be really exciting? <laughs>
1: I think it's going to be <laughs> brilliant. Be.
0: I, I, it's, as, a, as an end of season thing, it's mind-blowing. And I don't... I, I think I mentioned this last week. The FedEx Cup play should just be a separate thing. A nice bit of fun at the end of the season. Where, you know, there's a huge amount of money to be won. You know, get, the, get into the playoffs and this is your chance to, you know, really make the big bucks and make like that. But this is so forced forced fun I just I, I'm struggling to find out if this is going to be exciting or not
1: I think they really need to review this for next year because we've had a few comments on it and they are all negative from our Twitter and just the fact that Shane Lowry who won the Open and Tiger Woods who won the Masters are not even in it yeah but the likes of Jason Kokrak and Lucas Glover have slipped into the top 30 yeah and that's mainly been on the back of the,
0: having a good fortnight. Because the amount of FedEx Cup points available are huge in these playoff events. And they just completely skew it. And it just makes my head hurt a little bit thinking about it. But is this going to be exciting? It's going to be brilliant. It could be exciting. Well, if Justin Thomas shoots 61 in the first round, then it's going to be really boring. Because he's going to be so far ahead. And then he's going to be hitting 7 iron off every tee. I and mean, just final going, i just knock it around. I mean, Eastlake. If not talk about easy golf courses, as Adam Scott did, he's like, isn't that easy golf course? It's always around the 12-under, 11-under mark that wins it. Uh, if the wind gets up round there, it makes it particularly tricky. We know that. Uh, it's not actually a bad golf course, is it? They've, they've had some good... Oh, it's a brilliant golf course. Yeah, And that this is the thing which is going kind of to frustrate, frustrate me, that we've had some good Tour Championship events at the Tour Championship. So last year, Tiger... Obviously, winning
1: was incredible. That was a masterclass. Up against Rory, Rory s- stumbled under the pressure in that wind. Woods was just phenomenal, yep. shaping his ball into the heart of the green, finding the fairways, two putt in, making the odd birdie. And then, and then we look back at 2016
0: when Rory won, where Rory had his great back nine finish, hold a seven iron, I think for eagle at some point, and and won in a playoff. That was a fantastic end to the season. And then I I look think back to um, when Bill Haas won, when he played it out of the lake, pretty much. He's like, there's been some really good tournaments there. Now, the FedEx Cup and who won that, and it, to the side, there's been some good golf golf events there. This could absolutely ruin that great opportunity to have a great event at the end of the season.
1: I think that's a very fair point, actually. Yeah, the Tour Championship is the season-ending tournament, but this is... There's the s- only 30 players who
0: could win anyway, yeah? There's only 30 players that could win. Now, there's probably only, let's be honest
1: with you, maybe 10 players who can really win. Yeah, is Corey Connors going to come from nine back to so beat Justin Johnson? I mean,
0: Justin Johnson is at three under, yeah? So he could say he shoots 12 under, which has been the winning score for the last few years, around that. That gets him to 15 under par. There are 12 other players. Let's look at those Those top five. Some of those guys only need to shoot maybe between 10 and 7 under to win it.
1: Which, if they're on form, is a pretty average week for them.
0: Yeah. So, it's, I find it hard to...
1: Dustin Johnson will probably shoot 25 under par now. But, we? yeah, like, if Rory plays well, he's going to shoot 15 under yeah, around that. Rory has
0: a good chance. So, Rory could, if Rory gets to 12 under, that means he finishes at 17 under, and then Justin Thomas may shoot maybe 5 under, 6 under. Who knows?
1: He could have a real shocker. He could shoot over the par. I, I just, it's really... It's a headache, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's an absolute mockery. They talk about the season-long race for the FedEx Cup. It's not the season-long race... Because if it was a season-long race, Brooks Koepka and Rory McIlroy would be the only ones in with a shout of winning this week.
0: So Justin Thomas last week was fifteenth
1: going into this. He's now first. Webb Simpson was eleventh. He's gone up to ninth. The week before, Patrick Reed was fiftieth, and he went up to first or second for winning the. Yeah, he went to second,
0: and he's now back to fourth. Oh, it's it's all over the place.
1: I mean, Lucas Glover
0: was forty-first. He's outside it. Had a decent week last week, he managed to sneak in at 29th. So it's a yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a headache on this. It could be a really good tournament. We could we could have this wrong, but there's a lot of people out
1: there who think that actually this is not the great way to do it. I think we've got a few comments. Yeah, Doctor Chris Livingston on Twitter. Hello, Doc. Oh, he's actually given us a, a fairly positive comment. Gone in. I like it because everyone has a chance in brackets remotely. But everyone had a chance last time. They all started at level par. But I think they, they have had, a better chance now. No, I, how? How
0: does, how does
1: Jason Kokrak have a better chance of winning? He's 10 shots back. If he shoots 10 under in the first round, then he's got a great chance of winning.
0: I, sorry, that's complete baloney. If he started at level par, <laughs> yeah. like they have been in every other tournament, then you shoot ten under. Then you've got a great chance to win it. Xander Schoofley, when he won, he sh- he was a hundred to one. He was the rank outsider, and he won the tour championship. That's his chance to win the event. He had the best week. He didn't win the FedEx Cup. He won the tour championship. Now you're taking almost you're taking away this event. I mean, Kokrak, Glover. How I mean, they're miles back.
1: yep yeah, uh, Right. So Russell Dickinson on Twitter. I must admit, five years ago, I watched every week. Now I can't be bothered. I think they need to rethink this competition. It's pretty boring that the season ends in August. Uh, Adam Robillard-Golf. It'll be interesting to see how this unfolds. I could be and probably will be very wrong, but I think it may just be a blowout. Minus 10 is a lot. Neil Coleman. Someone is going to have to explain this to me. Josh Bart should be match play... Um, Elgin Hearn, never been a big fan of Tiger, but it seems daft that the Masters winner is not there. Oh, they devaluing in the majors. Doubt I'll watch it this year. Andrew Nolan, this is an absolute joke. No need for it. So much of a level playing field, you'd be pissed off if you were starting last. Well, yeah, well, you would be. And then be, there's more, even more. You would be, comments. but if you, I'm just looking
0: at the prize money. So if you finish, if you're in 30, if you finish 30, you get 400 grand. <laughs> it's not dreadful, is it? I mean, that's first price 15 million dollars is an awful lot of money i mean 15 dollars. million let's just put it into some context here i think the prize fund for the open is under 13 million yeah was, for the whole field it was like 11 million or 12 million yeah so it's it's an obscene amount of money isn't it and yeah i mean any tips for well i know we've got a couple of tips but it's obviously very tricky to actually pick someone who isn't Justin Thomas for this but uh,
1: who do you think's going to have a good week at least I'll pick my winner shall we say the winners come from the top five I'll go for Brooks Kepka. I think <laughs> really he's, two, he's gonna three pick, back That's I'm going to pick shot.
0: the world number
1: one and okay, then if we're okay, looking, I'll, I'll pick Rory then alright all if we're looking for an each way shout I'm going to go for a Casey at two under I've got a very good record there and at three under I'm going to go for Matsuyama Shot two sixty threes last week and has learnt how to putt again. But you are the real tipster. It's a difficult one for you, but who are you going well, for? I know. You've nicked, well, you've nicked half the field there, haven't you? I've nicked three players out of the 30. It, well,
0: OK, tenth then. <laughs> I think I'll go for your favourite player, Cooch. Cooch and maybe... Oh, I don't know. Tony Fina or something like that? Three under? I mean, it's there's no one really leaping off the page at me to be honest John Rahm's four under as well maybe he has a really explosive week and he has been playing pretty well hasn't he but uh, it's there's no one really exciting there is there because yeah I, I, I'm just confused by it all I might
1: just sit, sit back and watch it see how it goes I think it's going to be brilliant <laughs> <laughs> I really do <laughs> especially with 15 million on stake like can you imagine if it's like Tony Finau and Kevin Kisner coming down the stretch for 15 mil. They'll be hitting it all over the place. Yeah. No, they won't. Um,
0: we've spoken a lot about money, especially this this last uh, last little section about the Felix Cup, and there was a tweet that caught your eye, wasn't there, Elliot, that you wanted to mention.
1: Yeah, so um, this from Parker McLaughlin after the Corn Fairy tweeted it. Steve Wheatcroft, I don't know if any of you have seen this, he finished 43rd on the money list on the Corn Ferry Tour this year, which they say is like the third best tour in the world in terms of golf. He made $100,000 this year, which he said in this video that is on on the Corn Ferry Tour page that doesn't pay the bills at home. He's going to be looking for a new job if he doesn't make it through the finals this season to earn his PGA Tour card. Yeah, it's a very emotional interview with Wheatcroft, just saying like you know pj tour or bust basically yeah i mean
0: when you say he has he said a, he's had a I understand that you know you think oh he's won 100 grand that's a good year but actually the bills to fly around to each course to put yourself up in a hotel to pay your caddy to pay your coach if you've got one of them etc cetera, etc cetera, um it costs a lot of money to to play professional golf we know that now the re- rewards at the high end, top end of the game are obviously huge, as mentioned earlier, about fifteen million for the FedEx Cup winner. But there's a loss that, that's only can go to one man. So I, I completely understand that he's obviously um he's obviously probably coming to the end of his tether.
1: I mean He's only forty
0: one though. Obviously he's a for, journey. Forty third on the third best tour of the world is not a really good season.
1: No, it? but that should be enough to live comfortably.
0: What, 43rd on the third best tour? Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You know, depends what you want in life. Depends how big your family is. Depends all all kinds of things. Um, And he's been around, obviously, Stingwick has been around for a while. Um, And he's
1: obviously now thinking maybe it's better I just go and do something else. Um, But anyway, last week he was 74th, so... That wasn't very good. He's got two events left. This week is the Albertsons Boys Open, which he actually won five years ago. So, Steve Wheatcroft from the Golf Monthly Clubhouse podcast. Good luck. Oh
0: Well, actually, can I just say that's from you, Elliot? I'm, I, You're not them? wishing him good luck? I'm, I'm wishing everybody good luck. I'm not singling out one person. Well, but there's lots of other people. Who's, who's 44 from the money list? Who's 42nd on the money list? Golf is a tricky sport, it's professional, it's it's one of those things where if you reach the top, then there's huge things, there's huge rewards, there's huge, you know, the money's massive, so, you know.
1: To be fair, he's probably just going to get a club pro job, isn't he? Probably earn more money doing lessons, so, you know, (laughs) good luck to him. (laughs) Oh, okay, (laughs) fine. But yeah, it's It's the the ups and downs of pro life there, isn't it? Yeah, indeed, indeed.
0: Do we need to talk about the Scandinavian Invitational at Hills Golf and Sports Club in Gothenburg?
1: They lost their sponsor, I think, because it was formerly the Nordea Masters. Last year, Paul Waring won. It was a very entertaining week. I think he edged out Torbjorn Ollison that day, very near to the Ryder Cup. Um, Stenson's playing this week. He played a lot of golf there as like a teenager in his junior days near Gothenburg. Stenson actually, obviously, has missed the Felix Cup playoffs for this. So that's someone who, unlike Steve Wheatcroft, definitely doesn't need the money. Alex Noren also playing, lost his PJ Tour card. So two of the, the best Swedes in the world there. Uh, 2016 winner Matt Fitzpatrick, also in the field. British Masters winner and fellow Swede to Stenson and Noren, Marcus Kinholt, also playing. Last week's runner-up, Adrian Ause. I think this is going to be a quite decent week.
0: Yeah, and it's on... Obviously, during this European tour, it's on during the day as well, so we can watch at least uh, during the day. If you...
1: I'm going to be back in Adrian now this week. Brilliant player.
0: Okay, there you go. Thanks for that.
1: But then maybe Stenson, because he's clearly making a big deal of it.
0: Yeah, I think Norman will have a good week think that's what I'm going to say. You don't
1: seem very excited about the Scandinavian I'm not, I need Invitational. To <laughs> I'm
0: still trying to get my head around the FedEx Cup playoffs. I don't know I'm going to do my betting tips. But for my betting tips for the Tour Championship and also the Scandinavian Invitational do Google golf betting tips and click on the Golf Monthly web posts. Moving quickly and we have a quiz. It's 20 to 14 in Elliot's favour. As ever we have 10 questions. Sam Tremlett has done the quiz. Let's hope he hasn't mucked up any of the answers like he has done the last few weeks. You went like that, Willie. Are you ready, Elliot?
1: Yes, I'm ready. 2014 to me, then. Can I go seven ahead?
0: Yes. Can you? Right. Right. So let's have a look. Question one: In 2017 and 2018, Justin Thomas led the PJ Tour official money lists. Where does he currently rank during the 2019 season? Closest wins. That's a real. That's a really hard question.
1: That is a tough question.
0: Question two. The BMW Championship was hosted at Medina in 2019 and Aaron, Aaron, Aronimic Golf Club in 2018. Aronimic. That's the one. Can you name me another course that he has hosted the event? Another course that has hosted the BMW Championship.
1: That's a guess there.
0: Yep, snap. Question three. Thomas Peters won his fourth European tour title at the real D and D Czech Masters recently. Can you tell me the two European partners he played with at the twenty sixteen Ryder Cup? Oh my god.
1: Can I remember that? Do you need to know both? Point need both for points. Oh, Sam. Sam, that's harsh.
0: Okay, I've written down something. Question four: Name the four players Katrina Matthew selected as a what, European wildcard picks for the upcoming Solheim Cup. Half a point for each. Oh Half a goodness. point for each. I can't remember any of them. I can remember one. <laughs> Sam, this is a hard. One. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I got those. Oh, dear. Question five. Matt, Wallace and Jason Day have recently split with their caddies. Name them both.
1: Yep. Yeah, I
0: know that as well. Sixth. The Walker Cup takes place next month at which Cheshire golf course? Oof. Question seven.
1: Yeah, I've got that.
0: We now head to the tour championship along with the thirty best players. <laughs> we now head to the tour championship along with the thirty best placed players in the FedEx Cup standards. But can you tell me who came in thirty first, Justin Rose? Oh, I was going to look at this.
1: Oh. I know who this is, but I've just completely forgotten. Got it. Give you a clue. He's won more tournaments than the guy who He lost out to this season. Okay, thank you. I think. Question
0: eight Which player has won the tour championship the most times? (laughs) This are tricky. (laughs) Let's look to the rest of the questions. What is the name of the trophy awarded to the winner of the tour championship? And question ten: In which in what state is East Lake Golf Club situated?
1: Do you not know that? <laughs> oh my days! I don't know anything. That's very poor knowledge if you don't know that. Why? Every golf fan knows where East Lake is. No, I disagree.
0: Right, let's do this. Question one: On the west coast. Shut your face. Question one In 2017 and 2018, Justin Thomas led the PJ Tour official money list. Where does he currently rank?
1: 10th. 14th.
0: Oh, 8th. Oh. I just went absolutely, absolutely nailed on it. Question two The BMW Championship was hosted at Medina in 2019 and Awonomic Golf Club in 2018. Can you name me another course that has hosted the event? Liberty oh. National? Oh, did, I just went Oakmont because I couldn't think of any golf courses. Conway Farms, Crooked Stick, Cherry Hills, Cog Hill, Bell Reeve. Oh. Question three. Thomas Peters won his fourth European t- tour title at the Real D&D Czech Masters. Recently. Can you tell me the two European partners he played with at the 2016 Ryder Cup?
1: I went for McElroy and Westwood.
0: Oh, I, exactly the same as me. And it was right. Thank goodness for Is that. Is that one
1: point? That's one point. Now we've got half a point for each. Oh, yes, you're well off. Um, the four captains
0: picked... Hang on, I haven't said the question yet. No, you're so excited to say, that, show off your knowledge, aren't you? Then the four players Katrina Matthew, selected as a European World Cup picks for the upcoming Home Cup. Uh,
1: Do you want me to go start? Susan yeah. Peterson. Yeah, that's one. Bronte Law, Jodie at shadoff and Celine Boutier. Yeah. Yes, correct. I got, I got half a
0: point. How much did you get? Two Did points. you get them right? Jean Boutier. Jodie Shadoff, off, off? Law. Oh, How can I not remember Law? That's very annoying, isn't it? That is very annoying. Uh, question five. What was question five? The caddies' names. Oh yes, Matt Wallace and Jason Day have recently split with their caddies. Name them both. Point each. Steve Williams.
1: Yeah, and Dave McNeely Boom
0: Yep I, why did, McNeely's a hard name to remember Isn't it? Well, you remembered it I Did know. you? I did I I, I, firstly, oh, I put um, Dave McNally And then I remembered him not McNally Because that's another person, isn't it?
1: Alan McAnally
0: Oh, yeah, something like that Sixth, the Walker Cup takes place next month at what Cheshire golf course? Lib- Royal Liverpool? Royal Liverpool Get in is that, is that right? That, is that right? Yes it is. Uh seven we now head to the tour championship along with the thirty best placed players in the FedEx Cup standards, but can you tell me who came with thirty first? I said Jim Furyk. I don't think that's right. Uh, I
1: went for Kevin Tway. Oh Is it Kevin Tway? It is Kevin
0: Tway. Question eight, which players won the Tour Championship the most times? I said Tiger Woods.
1: Yeah, I said Tiger Woods as well. <laughs>
0: it's t- it is Tiger Woods. <laughs> it's one of those ones where if you don't say Tiger, if you don't know the answer, just say Tiger, yeah. is not it? I didn't know that. that was a guess. Uh, oh, I don't know this one. What is the name of the trophy awarded to the winner of the Tour
1: Championship? Well, I hope it was a trick question, so I went for the FedEx Cup. Because the winner of this year's Tour Championship will win the FedEx Cup. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be the right answer. Guess what I put? The Coca-Cola Cup? I put Cup? the
0: FedEx Cup.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> uh, it is... Uh, Oh it's Cal- oh it's Calamity Jane. It's the Post oh, Yes. We dig oh uh, never mind. And in what state is East Lake Golf Club situated? Georgia. Georgia. I knew I was I was bluffing you. Right. What did that what was that? Was that a point? One. <laughs> Two, three, three, no, four. Uh uh that's wrong. Hang on, hang on, hang on. One, one and a half. Half points. One,
1: two, three, four. Six and a half, I think. Okay, um, was Steve Williams and Dave McNeely one point or two points? Uh, point each. Point each, right. So, so you've won, haven't you? One, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine out of ten. You went by miles. What are you, What are you worried about? I wasn't worried, I was just adding it up. Very slowly. That was a that slow roll. If that'd been in
0: poker, I would have lent over and punched you in the face. So yes, you win again. There we are, 21-14. Yeah, I think we might stop doing the quiz soon. Now the season's
1: season's over, have I won? The season is not over. Sorry, are you American? <laughs> what are we playing for as well? We're playing
0: for nothing.
1: Oh, I bet you would say that. <laughs> well, after last week, oh two weeks ago where are cheat gate. Oh, we've gone quiet there, hasn't he? Didn't like that just I'm not biting <laughs> but. anyway
0: thanks for listening we'll be back next week to look back on the Tour Championship and ahead to the Omega European Masters which is headlined by the likes of Roy McIlroy Sergio Garcia and Tommy Fleetworth we'd also have an exclusive interview with two time major winner Marco Mira please leave us a rating and review if you enjoy the podcast and make sure to subscribe on your usual provider do follow us on Facebook at Golf Monthly Magazine and on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Monthly until then Elliot Hopefully you might be able to shoot level
1: par or better next week. Thanks, Tom. Playing on Bank Holiday Monday. Bank Holiday Weekend, yes. Bank Holiday Weekend. about that, so we'll be back on Tuesday then. Indeed. Yeah, brilliant. Enjoy your long weekend. You too. Stay out of trouble.
0: Until then, we'll speak to you then.